0: Hello, good evening. Welcome to my show, Musings with Pragna. I'm Prajna and welcome once again. So this episode is going to be a general update about why I was away and uh, um, just a little information about what I was up to, especially in the month of September. And... Uh, Before that, of course, I would like to begin with the fact that, you know, I would like to tender my sincerest apologies to all my listeners for the unusually long gap between the episodes of my podcast. September and October 2020 have been the busiest months of this year so far for me. It has been busy for reasons both good and bad. Uh, the good reasons, I'll tell you later. So, uh, what happened in September is that I had my first brush with COVID. Not personally, but few people who are very close to me got the disease and the fact that they were unwell took a toll on me. Thankfully, all of them had pretty mild symptoms and recovered with home isolation and uh, nutritional supplements. COVID-19 can affect different People differently the symptoms aren't always the same and though you're in close contact with people who later test positive it is not necessary that you will get it provided you take all the necessary precautions that said I would like to reiterate that I am NOT a medical professional and whatever I have to say is purely anecdotal in nature Just because it so happened that I didn't catch the infection despite the proximity I had with the patients, does not mean that everyone else will have the same experience. A lot depends upon the viral load as well. So you ask me what's the viral load? Viral load in layman's terms, it is the concentration of virus in the human body. So, a person who has been exposed to the virus only once may test positive, but his or her viral load will be relatively low. On the other hand, someone who has been exposed to the virus repeatedly before they test positive may have a higher viral load. Most doctors, policemen and people who are at the front lines of this COVID battle run the risk of repeated exposure to the virus, thus their viral load if they get infected is usually on the higher side. The higher the viral load, the higher the likelihood of COVID turning fatal or serious at least. Another thing or term which I feel is not discussed very much is cytokine storm. So it is usually a fatal reaction where the immune, natural immune system of the body whips up a strong response to the virus. It is like a do or die kind of situation in the immune response. So sometimes the human body including the immune system wins this battle but most of the times it doesn't and the person dies. So cytokine storm is something you have to be really careful about. So apparently these days a lot of people who are passing away are are actually passing away because of a cytokine storm happening in their body which in turn is brought about by over ingestion of... Uh, herbal and nutritional supplements so a word of caution out there for those of you if you it's good to you know like boost your immune system but at the same time don't boost it to such a level that it creates an unnatural response to anything and everything so um without further ado i'll just tell you how it happened Uh, at least my experience with COVID was. So first, one person in my household tested positive. And uh, upon receiving the information, I too was advised to take a test. So whatever I'm telling is obviously uh, limited to me. I'm not going to be discussing about what happened with other people. I'll just let you know that everybody recovered uh, properly without any uh, complications. But apart from that, I'll not be discussing uh, what happened with other people to respect their privacy and... Uh, and basically i have not taken their permission so i can't discuss all of that i'll only tell you what happened with me so i went for the rt pcr test once a per- the pers- one person tested positive in my household, I was advised to take that. So RT-PCR test is also known as the SWAP test. It is the full form is reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction. So basically it can identify down to the RNA of the virus and see if you have the virus or not. So I went to Fortis, Bangalore and this I went without being asked to go. So I did not have any prescription, nor did the civic authorities contact me asking me to, they just said it's advisable, but before anyone turned up at my house with, you know, PP kits with the uh, ambulance and uh, the whole paraphernalia, I decided to go and get it, get tested myself. So I went to Fortis, Bangalore, and I reached the triage area of the hospital, which was set up in the parking lot. And there I had to stand in a socially distanced queue to get registered. Everybody was handed out a paper form uh, wherein you had to fill out all the basic details and uh, apart from that, there was also a checklist of symptoms that had to be ticked and the possible sources of uh, uh, infection. And uh, uh, so I ticked all of that and uh, I went to the registration desk where I was turned away because I did not have a prescription. So then again, I went back to the triage area where there was a doctor. You cannot tell the doctors from the nurses, from the other staff because everybody is covered in PPE kits. They're literally sweating buckets and you feel really sorry for them. But at the same time, it is very necessary for them to wear so many layers of things so thankfully one of them identified came forward and said that he was a doctor and i told him that i was the primary contact of a person who had tested positive and i was here to get a test so he hurriedly scribbled something on a notepad tore that piece of paper out and handed it over to me which i attached to my form again stood in the queue and uh, made the payment and got it done so in bangalore in fortis uh, the covid test cost 3000 rupees indian rupees and um, and for some reason they were ac- accepting only cash or card none of the digital payment methods were acceptable so that kind of created a hassle because the lady who was sitting behind the counter was sitting at such a distance that most of the times the signal would not reach she had a portable card uh reading system that uh, thing that you have but it did it was not getting the signal so many people were actually facing a lot of difficulty because their cards were getting declined due to lack of uh, signal or uh, and elect uh Wi-Fi and other things so even the same problem happened with me and I had to run out to an ATM withdraw the cash and come back all of this while battling with the thought that I may be positive and I may be exposing my others to infection or at the same time that others might have will have the infection because they are in the hospital triage area and I might be getting inadvertently exposed to it as well. However, uh, all of this running around happened, so filling out the form and uh, getting registered only took a long time, and after that, uh, once the details were given and uh, the form was so accepted and the payment was made, the lady at the counter, she entered everything into the system and she sent me back to the triage area. There in the triage area, I had to stand in another queue and this time there was a person in a, in a PPE kit who was operating a laptop where my details had already been entered, everybody's details had been entered. So when your turn came, you had to go near that person and tell him uh, your patient ID number and then he would have all your details at his screen and he would ask for your Aadhaar number. And uh, this is one thing that I knew before because the person who had tested positive in my household had told me to take my Aadhaar card along. Aadhaar card is a national identification uh, number of sorts in India. So, I I gave my Aadhaar number as well as my phone number which was asked and soon enough i received an otp which is a one-time password on my phone and the person behind the laptop asked me for that and once i communicated the password he entered it into the system and generated a barcode which was printed on he generated three of them so one of them was pasted onto a plastic bag it looked like a fresh Ziploc bag except for the fact that it was covered in hazardous symbols and a similar barcodes two similar barcodes were were also like smaller ones were printed and put on uh, glass vials and uh, the same thing was handed over to another lady next so in a pp kit i know she was a lady because at one point she took off her mask to take sips of tea while standing at a very long distance from all of us we all had to wait obviously so that's how we noticed that it was a lady the second one was a lady So she uh, wrote something on that barcode on the glass vials and handed it to me and told me to wait till my name is called out. So there was a general waiting area where they had put chairs in a very socially distanced fashion and there was a tent covering the space so it was not like uh, you were exposed to the sun and all but anyway Bangalore is not very, at least that day it was not very sunny so it didn't make a difference. September is quite pleasant in Bangalore provided it's not raining and uh, I think within 15 minutes my name was called out. And I went inside the four feet by four feet cubicle. Uh, the entire cube inside of the cubicle, wherever there was not uh, like boxes and sanitized stuff around, it was covered. Whatever was visible was covered with uh, posters of uh, uh, how to take the test, what to do, what are the do's and don'ts of COVID and things like that. So the person manning that cubicle was... Covered in an extra thick layer of PPE kit. And um, and he asked me to sit down. So I gingerly sat down on the chair. Wondering how many people have sat down on it. And if any of them had COVID or not. And, uh, and yeah. So the test. Uh, basically he asked me to take off my mask. And he ripped open a cotton swab. Which... Uh, from its packaging and it looked like a regular earbud except for the fact that it was five inches long and I was asked to stick my tongue out with one swift gliding movement the swab was in the sample was collected and removed as well so and then it was placed in that in one of the glass vial and packed away then the next swab was uh, nasopharyngeal so In FOTIS, I do not know if this is a policy worldwide or India-wide, state-wide, city-wide, I don't know. But in FOTIS, they did two uh, tests. One was just for the uh, throat and the other one was for nasopharyngeal. So basically that point where your nose meets your throat, that is where they'll poke at and take the sample. So I was asked to tilt my head back and the swab went stabbing into my nostril and poked about my upper throat. While the throat swab didn't hurt at all, I didn't feel it also. The nasopharyngeal swab was definitely very uncomfortable. It made my uh, nasal passage sting and my eyes started watering. And it felt like when you drink water and it goes down the wrong uh, pipe and then you cough it up, but it comes out through your nose instead and your entire nose and your throat and that entire passage is kind of burning and stinging. It kind of felt similar to that, but localized, like in just one or two spots, it felt like that. But yeah, it was definitely uncomfortable. But uh, then again, he put that swab into the other vial and placed both the vials inside one of the barcoded ziplog and put it into uh, inside a thermocol refrigeration box. And he asked me to leave. And I asked when I can get the result and he told me within 24 hours. So I left. and. Within 20 hours actually, I received uh, SMSs in both the local language Kannada as well as in English stating uh, my name, my age and the fact that I have tested negative. Only people who test positive receive a phone call from the helpline I guess. Then uh, a few days later, i decided to get an antibody test so this is a rapid test basically so people who have been listening to my previous episodes will know that i was in fact venturing out and uh, i had been uh, going out and about the city and i had been of course observing all the precautions that i needed to but at the same time there were certain uh you you can never be too sure right And I needed to know if I do have some immunity to this uh, antivirus, uh, to this virus. (laughs) So a person who who has tested positive for COVID will have one type of antibody. And if that person has had the virus for a long time, then... uh, they will have the other antibody as well. So it's IgG and IgM in this matter, but uh, I do not know the details of what they stand for and which one is uh, present at what time. Um, But all I know is that one of them is there at the beginning of the infection and one of them comes about after a couple of days of infection. So either ways, if you have one or if you have both of them, then it means that you have had the virus at some point of time. And if you have and if you have only one of the second one, then it means that you have had and you you are no longer infectious. But if you have the first one only, it means you have just gotten the infection. If you have both, it means you are still going through the infection, but you're closer to the stage of getting over it. So I went to the nearest diagnostic center, which was providing this test and asked for it. They did not ask me for any prescription. Apparently, a lot of people are getting this test done on a regular basis because they need it for different purposes. And it's just convenient. So, that particular uh, diagnostic lab was not asking for any prescription at all. So, uh, and they had uh, different... uh, Packages as well. There was uh, one package for uh, 900 rupees for just one antibody and for both antibodies you get it at uh, uh, 1100 so I went for both antibodies because that is what I wanted and uh, This is a blood test so basically they ask you to wait for some time then they collected uh, an entire vial of blood and uh, told me to wait for two hours and that the results would be notified to me electronically. Here, since it was a private diagnostic lab, the messages I received were from the diagnostic lab alone, whereas the RT-PCR reports I received from the Karnataka state government. Uh, The sms's that I received were actually from the state government so here from the diagnostic lab they sent me the results and I tested negative for both the antibodies which meant that I had never had COVID. So from what I've heard, otherwise is that people who do test positive for the antibodies, they also give a level of the antibodies in the concentration of anti- antibodies. So if it is above one it and uh, and above a certain number, basically, it means that you have recovered or you have sufficient number of antibodies. And again, the the time period for which these antibodies are present is variable in all people. Most people, they have seen that it lasts, usually COVID antibodies last only for around two to three months. Some people, for some people it lasts for even lesser time. For some people it lasts for even six months or maybe even longer. Since it's a new disease, people are still getting to know about all of this. And I think we'll have a better idea as time passes. So this is basically uh, my brush with covid and uh, even though i was in close proximity because i was maintaining all kinds of hygiene systems because which was again due to the fact that i was actually venturing out so um my uh, i was using a separate bathroom I, my clothes were being washed separately i was even having food separately and um, had my own utensils and everything so that way it was pretty sure that uh, even though physically we were around each other with without masks, but that was only for a very short time. So that leads me to believe that their viral load was obviously less. And by the time uh, you know I got to know of it and everything, it it still wasn't a situation where it could have been. It it was able we were able to manage. So yeah. This is what uh, September happened and because I was exposed, inevitably I had to um, isolate myself for another 14 to 20 days because shared household and everything. So all of that happened and then recovery also happened and uh, there was a slight... uh, mm, Even now sometimes in the house. I see that uh, people still wear masks and it it is kind of disconcerting to have that kind of distance with people in the same household, which is why it takes, it, it takes a toll mentally rather than you having the disease or not. It's, it's just like that being separate and not being able to sit together, eat together, share the same food and, you know, like not being in the same part of the house at the same time all of it can be very stressful but thankfully it's touch wood that there was a dark phase and it's over now and uh, yeah some good things also happened. maybe the next podcast can be about that until then see you guys take care and keep listening to my podcast on repeat in case I don't post <laughs> soon enough. Kidding, kidding. I will post. I will publish something. Don't worry. Okay. Bye bye.